to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And my next guest is a chef, business owner, specializing in Puerto Rican empanadas, Coquito, currently catering at Motorhouse, the empanada lady, Elisa Milan. Welcome, Elisa Milan, to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How you doing? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, and thank you for, again, making the time. Uh, we, we did the little pre-show talk. So I want to get into some questions and kind of, you know, bring more attention and more eyes to what you're doing because um, your, your food is something else. Uh, <laughs> I love the attention. I'm here for it. <laughs> so give us the vitals. Um, describe really your, your work, your like, like really what you do day to day and uh, where'd you learn to cook and what got you interested in um, being in the, like the food service restaurant industry? So I cook every day. That's what day to day looks like cooking. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not chopping up a pepper, I'm frying something, I'm blending or boiling something. <laughs> Every day looks like cooking and customer service. Um, but I started working at a yoga studio um, and there was a art gallery upstairs and I made a bet with the guy who owns the art gallery that I could, he bet me that I couldn't make money selling food. So I'm like, I'm up for a challenge. Okay. So <laughs> the next Friday we, uh, I brought in empanadas. I wasn't making them on the spot like I do now. I cooked them at home, brought them, put them on warmers, and um, I sold out. Mm -hmm. I sold out. So, you know, my price point wasn't right. You know, I didn't profit, but I was like, okay, I can do this. Yeah, yeah. I got to tweak some things, you know, but I can do this. And I was, um, I was part-time. I was doing it on the side, like, I wouldn't even say part time because it would just be random times I would pop up. Um, no. I was working for the state and then I um, I booked a regular night. I had Friday nights mm -hmm. and I really enjoyed it. And I just I used to pray like, God, I don't want to work. no more. You know, <laughs> can you make these empanadas make me enough money to quit this job? But I was like scared. I would yeah. talk to my family and, you know, entrepreneurship isn't something that I've seen mm -hmm. in my family before. So they were kind of like, no, you need your job. You need your 401k. You need that health insurance. You know, yeah. I was scared. But um, I think the praying manifested it because the state didn't renew my contract. And I started doing empanadas full time. I, I love that out of sheer kind of like spite, that challenge is like, I don't think you could do this. It's like, All right, I'll show you. <laughs> I will show you something. <laughs> that's, that's kind of where this podcast came from a little bit outside of the whole, like, you know, the genesis of like Trump taking weird shots at Baltimore and me getting tight and like, yeah. yo, I need to disprove that. But it really uh -huh. came the, 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 I guess the continued inspiration comes from a friend. I was like, I'd be surprised if you can get 20 people on this podcast. And I'm like, I, right, I got over 200. Right. What, you, what you mean? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I'll get four, I'll get 50. What do you mean? <laughs> like, what, what, what is this? Like, this is, this is a bad challenge. I hope you didn't bet on this. <laughs> right. So when so I, I would imagine like there is a lot of, there's a lot of love in what you, what you, what you make. Um, yes. So speak on like the way that rest, like the recipes kind of work. Is it something that, 
was was handed down? Was it something that you're like, you know what, I'm going to be tweaking as I go along, looking for that perfect empanada? And uh, secondly, if it is something that was handed down for sake of argument, do you stick to it religiously or do you modify it at all? So the recipes were handed down. This is how we ate them growing up in the house. My grandmother making them, my mother making them. Um, this, this, the, as far as the seasoning, mm-hmm. the seasoning is traditional and has remained the same to how my grandmother told me to cook it. When I'm like, I'm about to start making empanadas, I called her like, what do I need? You know, and she's mm-hmm. like, go get some peppers and some onions and make the sofrito and do this and do that. And I follow that to a T. The way that, but I do modify it. And, and that way it's the, like the protein options. Mm-hmm. We weren't eating apple in the house growing up, yeah. but I have an apple empanada. You know, we didn't have the shrimp ones, but I have the shrimp ones. So the variety of options is my modifier. And yeah. that's me wanting to be able to meet the demand of, you know, different customers. Um, Cause everybody doesn't eat pork. Puerto Ricans eat pork. Okay. We would do a whole pig roast, head, body, whole pig on a stick. Um, (laughs) So that, you know, that encouraged me, you know, just knowing the diversity of people um, has allowed me to add different flavors. But as far as the seasoning, they're all seasoned the same, all the shrimp, the pork, the beef, and it's exactly how my grandmother did it. (laughs) That's great something that's, that's handed down. And I think, um, and I even see one of the things that you were doing today um, and watching your story, just in an attempt to be uh, inclusive of the vegan community with the Coquito, like, yo, I, you know, there's a way to maybe do this. And I was thinking about, I was like, yeah, you can do it that way. Just like being a fan of it now. Right. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, getting like Coquito weekly or what have you. I'm like getting the magazine, (laughs) like, yo, what's (laughs) what's good here? What's the latest? And you like, you know, the little coconut news, but being able to modify it to make it a more broad, like, like you have the option. And I think that that's really cool. So for those who are undipped and uninitiated, like I've seen a recent influx because, you know, like, you know, I was adopted by a Puerto Rican dude at one point. He was, you know, friends. So yeah. for, the, for the folks that don't get it, um, describe Puerto Rican food, like, and how, like in a, in a very general way, because it's broader right. than just, hey, here's one sentence about Puerto Rican food, but right. describe Puerto Rican food and how do you describe your overall cooking philosophy? Puerto Rican food is flavor. I think that there is a general way you can, you know, label it. Puerto Rican food is flavor. It's, you know, it's spices, but it's not spicy. Mm -hmm. It's flavor. Puerto Rican food is just flavorful. You're supposed to get a blast of flavor in every single bite. Um, My philosophy, um, I looked at that question and I really had to think about it. I was like, what is my philosophy on food? And I think, I think that it's not a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a Puerto Rican thing when it comes to food. Um, I kind of stand on food being energy mm. and um, energy never being destroyed. Yeah. So when, when, you know, when I say I put love into it, I mean it. Like I pray over the food while I'm cooking. I pray over my pockets while I'm cooking. Mm-hmm. You know, I ask God to, allow this food to be nourishment of people's body and people's bodies and return to me in financial favor. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I'm not, I don't cry in the kitchen. You know what I mean? I don't, I won't cook angry. Mm -hmm. I won't be upset around the food that I'm making, not just in the sense of my business, but for people to consume. So it's not like I don't have bad days or bad moments, but I'm going to stop and I'm going to get myself together Mm -hmm. before I am putting my hands, rolling the empanadas and season them and just all these energetic transfers. So I think my philosophy is, um, I don't know. I don't, I want to say it's made with love, but it's not just about the love. It's just, it's even, even just cleansing, nourishing, may may it be for the nourishment of their bodies, you know, because it is fried food, but I'm not heavy on the salt. You know, I'm not, I try to use fresh herbs instead of, you know, ground ones that the companies are, they can put, you know, whatever they want to put into them. So I think it's just like food is energy. Food is, um, food is energy. You're, 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 that's a very, that's a very thoughtful like question to it. And I think it's more than, you know, than just, well, food is this. I, and I think you articulated it better than just food is something you should enjoy. And, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and obviously that's a piece of it. And in addition to it, like yeah. in going there, you know, you may not see me, I got the mask on most of the time, but in going there, there is a positive energy coming out from the, from the back of the counter. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. I'm going to enjoy this empanada. Cause yeah. uh, you know, like the last time me and my mans went there, um, it we was were, so busy that day. Yes, yes, it was. I wanted to like <laughs> chop it up with you a little bit more. Yeah. It was so busy. And you just like ran. I was like, oh, I was, I was literally, and I was walking, I was about to crack it open. I was like, yo, I'm going to take this empanada before I get to the truck, my guy. <laughs> and uh, my man, he ended up getting like, I forget how many he got. He was like, yo, I was eating them all morning. I was like, you are a degenerate. <laughs> and I was like, weren't they for your wife? He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did, so, did they get home to her? Did she ever get any? Uh, she may have got <laughs> one of, I think he got nine. I, I don't remember okay, how many he, he got. Get a lot. I do remember. She may have gotten one because he was <laughs> like, yo, look, I'm a big guy, man. I enjoy these. I was like, you're high too. He's like, I am. <laughs> so, um, so let's, let's talk about the kitchen a little bit. Um, okay. What name, name three kitchen tools that you just, you can't do what you do without, like you need them. And with those tools, what are they used for? Like, I'm in the market right now for a chef's knife. And literally uh-huh. my answer for that question is going to be, it does everything. I'm getting rid of all right. my knives to get purely a chef's knife. So for you, yeah. what is that, that, that those three items that you're like, I need these to do what I do. So the most basic one would be the fork because that is how I seal the empanadas. Yeah. I need a fork. Nothing's going down without a fork. You know, Crimping ain't easy. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's not for consumption. It is so, you know, that seal and they have to be sealed a certain way so that they don't, you know, bust open in the grease. So definitely the fork. Um, you said three, I would say a cutting board. Mm-hmm. I use the cutting boards for prep, whether it's, um, you know, I have to, uh, cross-contamination I have to have like seven of them so it's one for the peppers it's one for the apples it's one for the chicken you know Mm -hmm. um because I shred it and pull it um so almost everything at some point passes through the um the cutting board cutting boards and let me think let me think (laughs) Cutting board must-haves, right? It's like yeah. must-haves. Right now, because it's Coquito season, I need a strainer. So yeah. um, 
with the coquito, the uh, anise flowers and the nutmeg, some of the seasons that I use, they have to be boiled and strained. I can't just give you coquito with that <laughs> stuff. And then people will be like, oh my goodness, what are these pieces? You know, because they're not meant to be consumed. They, yeah. They're just meant to get the flavor. So right now, those will be the top three. Just have a whole cinnamon <laughs> stick in there. It's like, what? what is this? <laughs> I do sometimes do leave a whole cinnamon stick though, because it gives, it gives garnish. It gives, yeah. you know... When you pour your cup, just sit it on the side and take a good picture and tag me. <laughs> well, absolutely, because you like attention. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I remember this thing about um, cinnamon sticks specifically, that they're a sign of good luck if you keep a cinnamon stick in your pocket. I never heard that. That's dope. Yeah, it's, it's something I've, I've applied. And it, it was it was uh, fortunate. I had some interviews for different jobs. I was like, yeah, I'm keep the cinnamon stick in my pocket. This really? pays a lot. Yeah. That's so interesting. So, you know, as I said, you know, earlier that, you know, uh, you know, my people, you know, Puerto Rican folk, um, you know, I had a nickname called uh, Leche Malo back in the day, which is terrible. Um, but <laughs> I, I've, I've seen like a steady growth in like Puerto Rican food and just ele elements of like Puerto Rican culture popping up. Um, I think of La Bodega from uh, Tola's Room and uh, Pitoro from Puerto Rican Distillery. Uh, they come to mind. Um, what do you attribute to kind of like this? kind of behind the scenes growth because you're, you're part of it as well. So right. how do you, what do you attribute to that? Um, I think that, I think that it's hard. It's, it's hard to be general. Um, but I, I want to, I do want to kind of speak for the community and say that we want to be seen. We, mm -hmm. you know, we want to be acknowledged like we exist yeah. And um, I love my city. I love Baltimore. You know, don't get me wrong. However, it's very, it's a very black and white space mm -hmm. and cultures just aren't known or familiar to people. You know, you look at people and you just assume they're black or they're white. You know, it's not with my family being from New York and being exposed to culture, different cultures since the day I was born. Um, it's common for me to know more um, ethnicities and also ask, like not assuming that it's just black or white. Yeah. So I think that Puerto Ricans um, in the food industry are being seen more because we want to be seen more. We want to be acknowledged. We want the exposure. We want the culture to be appreciated and loved. You know, um, it's been it's been neglected on almost every platform, mainly like, you know, the United States, half the Island still is like 80% without power and from Maria. And that mm -hmm. was, you know, however, some odd years ago. So I think that it's just, our culture is tight. You know, you can, mm -hmm. we're going to run into each other anywhere yeah. and it's going to be love complete strangers, you know? So I think, I think it's just, um, fighting for acknowledgement and, and knowing how good our stuff is. Yeah. You know, on some cocky shit, like it's that good. And you want some of this. <laughs> and then when you come get some, tell me you love me later. Cause I love you too. You know, <laughs> that's, that's great. That, that was very cocky. That was very New York, very Puerto Rican. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think your, your, your point around it, like Baltimore is a city that's what 62, 66, somewhere in that, that range percent black. And you know, it's this kind of thing where in doing this podcast and one of the goals of this podcast is to 
show that Baltimore is broader than just that black and white. Like that's a big yeah. piece of it. That's a part of the story, but we have different communities and it's like, it's, it's tight, tight knit within those communities. So like there are a fair amount of like Filipino folk here and like all of them know each other. It's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. I interviewed him. Yeah. I interviewed her as well. Uh-huh. And you know, you kind of, it's a, for me, I think that's a supplement for travel for me. Like, let me learn about your culture, not in an appropriation sort of way and not in a fetishizing sort of way, but mm-hmm. I'm an, I'm a person that appreciates culture and it's like, let's move on to the next thing because literally like the next thing being like, I guess I'm going to be visiting or wherever yeah. because that's of interest to me or what have you. I, I feel like I'm a world traveler in that way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just connecting with different people is a way to supplement that. And a lot right. of times they're right here and we don't even to your point, acknowledge that they're right Right, yeah. that that community exists. Yeah, and then sometimes it's help. You know, just like um, black black people. You know, with the Black Lives Matter movement and that acknowledgement, and you know, needing to be seen. It's like there's stuff going on in different communities, and sometimes it just takes the right person knowing mm-hmm. to be able to be that helping hand, like passing mm-hmm. on blessings and paying it forward. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, really it's like united under the umbrella of uh, like Baltimore. That's literally what I look for here is like so many different people have different stories, different backgrounds, culture, so on and so forth. And ultimately, if you're stopping here, it's like, yo, you get the pass already. You're, you're in Baltimore, you get the pass. So it's like, yo, why aren't you being like regarded as part of the community? And I think that's what I aim to do with some of this stuff. So let's, let's, let's talk about, and, and I'm framing this question on I would just ask it. Uh, what is the easiest? Because <laughs> I was thinking about it. What is the easiest and the hardest ingredient for you to work with? Um, easiest and hardest. Uh, nothing. I don't want to see because they they're gonna listen to this and just think I'm so cocky. No, I want. <laughs> I don't want to say any. I, nothing is hard. You know. Um, sometimes there's like. I remember when I first started making a coquito, mm-hmm. it was a learning curve in, you know, when things should be added and the consistency and the mm-hmm. amount of flavor, because, um, it's very much my kitchen and my food is very much seasoned until the ancestors tell me to stop, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, there are learning curves, ingredients, ingredients. Um, I don't, I don't think anything is hard. Like on a, on a food safety level, mm-hmm. different foods have to be cooked at different temperatures just to ensure safety. Those type of things need to be acknowledged. But again, it's not hard. Mm-hmm. It's just a learning. It's just having the knowledge to do it correctly. Yeah. Um, it's the hours uh, of, of working with it. Like uh, I had a, had an interesting conversation with a, um, a pit master recently and we were just trading notes because I'm a smoker. That's the thing I like to do. I like to smoke meat, smoke crab cakes, the whole thing. Uh-huh. And he was just like, no, you, he's like, you, you realize you can't really mess up anything smoking. I was like, that's what I've learned from, from being behind <laughs> that smoker. He was yeah. like, you know, you mess up some brisket. He's like, chop that bitch up, put in some beans. I was like, see, yeah, exactly. Go, right. So it, it's kind of like it's kind of like that for me. And I guess that's what I'm getting from you. Maybe I'm being a little bit more cocky listening to you. I don't know. But <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, yeah, I think we're, we're on the same page and like nothing is hard. It is tedious. You know, it's very tedious. The rolling again, it's not hard, but I'm hand rolling 
mm-hmm. hundreds of empanadas at a time alone. Um, sometimes I have help. Most of the time I don't. Mm-hmm. So that is, um, it's like hard on my hand. I have like a little callus on my finger from oh, no. using the fork. We talking about four years of roll. I probably rolled a hundred thousand. But, um, yeah, not hard, not hard. Um, I embrace it, you know? It'd be great if you had, like, you know how you have the um, that iPhone, I, Apple Watch tracker, and it's like, you've rolled this rolled many empanadas today. 150,000 empanadas this like, week. Ah. Put, your, put the fork down. Here's your little medal, what have you. Um, so in terms of, like, growth as an entrepreneur and chef, because that's one piece we don't want missed, you know, the entrepreneur component of it. Um, uh-huh. What are some of those techniques that you've added to your skill set? Um what comes to mind when you're like, okay, yeah, I've really gotten better at social media um, over the last year, what have you, working in collaborative or even, you know, recently, you know, the Baltimore Sun situation presented itself. So what yeah. what, what kind of things have you um, kind of like um, added to your skill set as both a chef and both an entrepreneur? Um, the social media definitely increased um, just the presence and the effort. Honestly, Honestly, what I've gotten, the skills that I've intentionally worked on and seen growth in is asking for help mm-hmm. um, and knowing that I can't do it alone. It, it, my my growth is, you know, it, it can be stagnant because mm-hmm. I can only do but so much. Um, for years, I was the cook, the host, the waitress, the cashier, the bus boy. You know, I'm doing the dishes. I'm answering the text messages. I'm taking the pickup orders. I'm taking the DoorDash orders. Like all of those roles. Um, I don't want to be negative, uh, but I want it's over. It can be overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. So um, the skill set and just being able to ask for help because there was a point in the beginning where I was doing deliveries and I'm like, I don't want people handling my food because they're not talking to friends. Like they're not going to talk to my customers. Right. I need them to be, you know, they need to be very pleasant, smile, take your time because there's a, I feel like that's why my customers stick with me. And that's why I've grown the way I've grown because my customers feel like my friends. Some of them genuinely have become friends that like I've been to their house and we spend time together. And some of them, um, that's just the the love that is exchanged simply on the pickup of the food. Um, but when I, when I having to, um, having to get the, get comfortable with relinquishing control Mm -hmm. and trusting someone else, giving them the tools that they need and trusting them to do what I'm asking them to do is a skill. And, um, and maybe it falls on leadership. Maybe leadership, leadership is, is the skill. Yeah. Delegation is the skill that I've had. I've had to master because I know what I need to do. I know mm-hmm. how I want to talk to my people. I know how I want to make them feel, but having to teach that and trust in someone else to do that, that's probably the main thing that, um, in entrepreneurship and in the kitchen yeah. that has helped me though, because now I do have two or three girls, um, that I can reach out to for help. They know what I need done. And it's just based on availability. If they're available, I have them. Mm-hmm. And that helps everything run smoother. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a good setup and where you're at currently, where you're, you're able to kind of be that you have like an audience because there's multitude of different events. So different people are mm-hmm. encountering you and experiencing your food and just being in the location you're in. So 
the the last question that I have for you before I get into rapid fire questions, these are the these okay. are scary these are scary ones. Your cockiness uh -huh. is going to go away with these. Uh, okay. <laughs> so this is one I didn't put it that I just put in, so I, I changed one out. Um, what are four words, right, that would describe you as a small business owner? Four words that would describe me as a small business owner. Yeah, like what are those traits for you? Is it like, yeah, you know, great. <laughs> like that's word number one. <laughs> so what, are, what, are, what words come to mind for you when you're looking at how you approach business or how you approach what, what you're doing? Like, yeah. I want to say I'm a blessed business owner. I want to say blessed first. Huh? Um, I don't know if these are the words you're looking for. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, blessed, grateful. Mm -hmm. um, gratitude is a big thing for me. I have a uh, close friends group on Instagram page for my regulars to do like, I do specials. They get notified first when I'm doing something, you know, they get, you get perks. It's like, you know, I appreciate the consistent support even, and they're not always people that have ordered a million lunches or got their baby showers catered. It might just mm -hmm. be people that share my post every time I post something. So whatever support looks and feels like, okay. I like to, um, find a way to show gratitude. So gratitude, I'm heavy on the gratitude. Sam has um, come to mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to say abundant. Yeah. Because I don't think that there's a cap on any way that it can go. Um, mm -hmm. on my on my attitude, on my happiness, on the money, on the acknowledgement, on the notoriety, on the relationships, on the connections, mm. on the um, outreach, you know, on like in, in peak COVID, I gave a whole bunch of meals to nurses, like yeah. just gave them here, you know, y'all working hard. And, and I have a friend who had just graduated and started in her field uh, full time for a degree. And I reached out to her and I'm like, you know, tell me some people you work with. Let me Let's send them some food. Y'all need yeah. to eat. So um, the more that I have, the more that I can give. And um, even when I don't have it, I give it because I know it's going to come back. So I would definitely say abundance. I've, I've noticed um, that in, uh, I think, like overall, like my overall interpretation. But I, I, I want to say it was one thing I noticed when you knew that the uh, son was going to pull up and do the interview, take the pictures, have the whole demo and all of that. And you're like, yeah. oh, you got stuff, pull up, pull up, people pull up. Right. It's going to be here this time. And yeah. that's the thing that I've experienced. And like, you know, like, like I was joking about being adopted and all earlier, but that was my <laughs> first job. I worked in a, a Spanish speaking call center. So yeah. like I was really in included early on and it mm -hmm. was kind of that, that energy. Mm -hmm. And like, literally my work dad was like this Puerto Rican dude that he always looked out for me. Yeah. And it was kind of like, this was the vibe. This was the energy. And, yeah. you know, it's not always common with like, mm -hmm. generally speaking, but when you get it, you're like, this is what support feels like. This is what people sharing and looking out. And this is that one side of reciprocation. Genuine. Yes. Yeah. Genuine love. Yeah. Like, I don't got to know you personally and know your story to really got love for you as a person. Yeah. As a human, you know, we got it. Sometimes it just has to be that simple. Um, so blessed, abundant, <laughs> grateful and authentic. I stand on authentic. My brand is authentic. Like it's my food, not 
is my food, my culture, my family's recipes, you know, like, um, I don't like to dibble and dabble too far off. And even like, like, um, you seen, I did the salmon ones, the salmon empanadas. So they were the bomb, but I seasoned them the same way. Salmon is not common. You're not, we're not making salmon empanadas in the house, but the way that I keep it traditional is the um the seasoning yeah. so very very authentic very um deep rooted mm-hmm. um deep rooted in the culture and um because it's beyond me mm-hmm. i'm sharing something that was given to me that i was blessed with so staying staying solid and grounded in that i think those are my words i like oh. i like that question well thank you i i think um <laughs> Like authentic definitely is that that key one. And I'm glad you got that one in because it fits what is successful here in Baltimore. We're a very authentic city. We don't really do yeah. bullshit. All right. So now it's time for rapid fire questions. Um, these are going to be hard. I'm just letting you know. Um, <laughs> so the way that these rapid fire questions work, um, I'm going to ask you a question and you don't have to provide any extra context unless you really want to. So the, an example might be, what's your favorite movie? And you're like, look, the answer is the answer. It is what it is. I said what I said. Okay. All right. So um, now th- this would be interesting. I wonder if it's going to be in Spanish. Uh, what is your motto? Um, not going to be in Spanish. Oh. <laughs> Just trying to make what this a bilingual my... podcast briefly. <laughs> what is my motto? Mm. Mm. All love, always, always. Okay. Um, is there a chef that comes to mind that you admire that you're like, you know what? I like, I like how they do things. I like how they run a kitchen. I like how, uh, they, I like their food. What, what's the, who's the chef that comes to mind? The first chef that comes to mind is chef dash. Um, I have not had the opportunity to work in a kitchen with him, but, um, I thoroughly enjoy his food and he was, um, a chef that I built a relationship early on in cooking and he always gave me gems and tips, like something as simple as like, don't let the rice, you know, you want to stir the rice every three minutes. So it's going to dry up or, you know, um, he was the first person, you know, everybody, when I first was selling empanadas, they didn't have a sauce. Mm -hmm. So everybody, the customers would ask for a sauce, but dash was like, you need to make something like a garlic olioli. You can use this and uh, aioli, not olioli. <laughs> um, you can use this and that, you know, like just genuinely supporting me with no like competitive nature in his heart. Like he, we worked in the same place. Um, we had different nights. Mm-hmm. He came on my night and every time he's seen me since he always just has knowledge for me. So his food is amazing. Like that's the, that's, I guess that's the main part, but he's a, he's a really dope guy too. Dope. Um, what is the last emoji you used? Let's see. I've been doing a lot of partying lately, so it's probably a happy one (laughs) celebrating, you know, um, Uh my last emoji is the girl. She's like, 
doing a flip, a handstand, like uh-huh. she's swinging over. Because as, when everybody's been saying, you know, congratulations about the sun and stuff, that's how right. I feel. Like I'm just jumping for joy. So it's a girl doing a handstand. <laughs> you, don't, you don't like the, the media run right now. I love it. Um, yeah. Tostones or Maduros? Tostones. <gasps> Yes. Shame. Yes, with some garlic, with some minced garlic. That might have been. I know a that test sounds right weird, there. but I will dip it straight in minced garlic. I love garlic. I will dip it straight in minced garlic and just eat it. I think there's a jar in my crib of some minced garlic that I got from La Bodega, and uh-huh. yeah, I've been putting everything in there. I was like, I was gonna do everything. Stuff. Everything. <laughs> uh, and I got like some sofrito. I was like, yeah, everything. Yes. Um, <laughs> favorite movie. My favorite movie is Save the Last Dance. Really? Yes. <laughs> now, this is the last one I got for you. Mm. Um, w- uh, music in the kitchen. Uh, yay or nay? Yes or no? Absolutely. What are you playing? Absolutely. Um, lately, I've been on my um, what's it called? Afro beats vibes. Okay. So I've been I've been feeling a lot of like whiz um, terms, and um, recently. Um, chance the rapper like i i kind of like i went the title put in the song you know you kind of let it just play and it does its own thing yeah and it's a uh chance the rapper song blessings and um uh, it's like what do you say what do you say so when <laughs> damn i wish i didn't work lyrics <laughs> i don't know it's very it's very it's very energy it's a very yeah. good energy song though um oh when the praises go up the blessings come down yeah. when the praises go up and I'll be in the kitchen screaming. Okay? <laughs> Definitely music in the kitchen. It's good energy. Um, <laughs> so that's literally all the questions that I have, but I want to invite you to um, tell the fine folks where to check you out um, and where to um, like, where to see you to get some food. Yeah. Well, Hey, fine folks. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at the underscore empanada e-m-p-a-n-a-d-a underscore lady and i'm at motorhouse showroom bar tuesday through friday from 11 to 2 and 7 to 10 those hours are also the same for doordash and you can text me directly at 443-377-1133 well there you have it folks i want to thank you again for coming on to the podcast this has been great Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. Totally. So for the empanada lady, Lisa Milan, I am Rob Lee saying that there is food in and around Baltimore. (laughs) You just got to look for it. (laughs) 